0: Chapter Fourteen of the Deluge, Volume Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mike Botes. The Deluge, Volume Two, by Henrik Sienkiewicz, translated by Jeremiah Curtin, eighteen thirty-five to nineteen o six chapter 14 at the moment when the king was saying that the voevoda of vilna was standing perhaps before the judgment of god he spoke as it were with a prophetic spirit for at that hour the affair of tikotsin was decided on december 25 sapieha was so sure of capturing tikotsin that he went himself to Tishovci leaving the further conduct of the siege to Pan Oskierko. He gave command to wait for the final storm till his return, which was to follow quickly. Assembling, therefore, his more prominent officers, he said, Reports have come to me that among the officers there is a plan to bear apart on sabres, the voevoda of Vilna, immediately after capturing the castle now if the castle as it may happen should surrender during my absence i inform you gentlemen that i prohibit most strictly an attack on Radzivill's life i receive letters it is true from persons of whom you gentlemen do not even dream not to let him live when i take him but i do not choose to obey these commands And this I do not from any compassion, for the traitor is not worthy of that, but because I have no right over his life, and I prefer to bring him before the diet, so that posterity may have in this case an example that no greatness of family, no office, can cover such offense, nor protect him from public punishment. In this sense spoke the voevoda of Vitiebsk, but more minutely, for his honesty was equalled by this weakness. He esteemed himself an orator, and loved on every occasion to speak copiously, and listened with delight to his own words, adding to them the most beautiful sentences from the ancients. Then I must steep my right hand well in water answered zagloba for it itches terribly but i only say this that if Radzivill had me in his hands surely he would not spare my head till sunset he knows well who in great part made his troops leave him he knows well who embroiled him with the swedes but even if he does I know not why I should be more indulgent to Radzivill than Radzivill to me. Because the command is not in your hands and you must obey, said Sapieha with dignity. That I must obey is true, but it is well at times also to obey Zagloba. I say this boldly because if Radzivill had listened to me when I urged him to defend the country He would not be in Tikotsin today, but in the field at the head of all our troops in Lithuania. Does it seem to you that the baton is in bad hands? It would not become me to say that, for I placed it in those hands. Our gracious lord, Jan Kazimir, has only to confirm my choice, nothing more. The voevoda smiled at this for he loved Zagloba and his jokes. Lord brother, said he, you crushed Radzivil, you made me Hetman, and all this is your merit. Permit me now to go in peace to Tishovtsi, so that Sapieha, too, may serve the country in something. Zagloba put his hands on his hips. Thought a while, as if you were considering whether he ought to permit or not, and at last his eye gleamed. He nodded and said with importance, Go, your grace, in peace. God reward you for the permission, answered the voevoda with a laugh. Other officers seconded the voevoda's laugh. He was preparing to start, for the carriage was under the window. He took farewell of all, therefore giving each instructions what to do during his absence then approaching volodyovski he said if the castle surrenders you will answer to me for the life of the voevoda according to order a hair will not fall from his head said the little knight pan michael said zagloba to him after the departure of the voevoda I am curious to know what persons are using our Sapio not to let Radzivil live when he captures him. How should I know, answered the little knight, if you say that what another mouth does not whisper to your ear, your own will not suggest you tell the truth, but they must be some considerable persons, since they are able to command the Voevoda maybe it is the king himself. The king? If a dog bit the king, he would forgive him that minute and give him cheese in addition, such is his heart. I will not dispute that, but still, do they not say that he is greatly incensed at Radzivil? First, any man will succeed in being angry. For example, my anger at Radzivil secondly how could he be incensed at radzyovski when he took his sons in guardianship because the father was not better that is a golden heart and i think it is the queen who is making requests against the life of radzyville she is a worthy lady not a word against that but she has a woman's mind And know that if a woman is enraged at you, even should you hide in a crack of the floor, she will pick you out with a pin. Volodyovsky sighed at this and said, Why should any woman be angry with me, since I have never made trouble for one in my life? Ah, but you would have been glad to do so. Therefore, though you serve in cavalry, you rush on so wildly against the walls of Tikotsin with infantry, for you think not only is Radzivill there, but Pana Bilevich. I know you, you rogue. Is it not true? You have not driven her out of your head yet. There was a time when I had put her thoroughly out of my head, and Kmita himself, if now here would be forced to confess that my action was knightly, not wishing to act against people in love. I chose to forget my rebuff, but I will not hide this. If Panna Bilevich is now in Tikotsin, and if God permits me a second time to save her from trouble, I shall see in that the expressed will of Providence. I need take no thought of Kmita. I owe him nothing, and the hope is alive in me, that if he left her of his own will, she must have forgotten him, and such a thing will not happen now, as happened to me the first time. Conversing this way, they reached their quarters, where they found Pan Yan and Pan Stanislav, Ro Ravalsky, and the Lord Tenant of Vansosh. Genzian. the cause of sapieha's trip to Tishovtsi was no secret hence all the knights were pleased that so honourable a confederacy would arise in defence of the faith and the country another wind is blowing now in the whole commonwealth said pan stanislav and thanks be to god in the eyes of the swedes it began from Chenstohova, answered Pan Yan. There was news yesterday that the cloister holds out yet and repulses more and more powerful assaults. Permit not, most holy mother, the enemy, to put thy dwelling place to shame. Here Xian sighed and said, Besides the holy images, how much precious treasure! would go into enemy's hands when a man thinks of that food refuses to pass his throat the troops are just tearing away to the assault we can hardly hold them back said pan michael yesterday stankievich's squadron moved without orders and without ladders for they said when we finish this traitor we will go to relieve chenstochowa and when any man mentions chenstochowa all grit their teeth and shake their sabers why have we so many squadrons here when one half would be enough for Tikotsin? asked zagloba it is the stubbornness of sapieha nothing more he does not wish to obey me he wants to show that without my counsel he can do something as you see yourselves how are so many men to invest one paltry castle? They merely hinder one another, for there is not room for them all. Military experience speaks through you. It is impossible, answered Pan Stanislav. Well, I have a head on my shoulders. Uncle has a head on his shoulders, cried Pan Ro suddenly. And straightening his moustache, he began to look round on all present, as if seeking someone to contradict him. But the voevoda too has a head," answered Pan Yan, "and if so many squadrons are here, there is danger that Prince Boguslav might come to the relief of his cousin. Then send a couple of light squadrons to ravage electoral prussia said zagloba and summon volunteers there from among common people i myself would be the first man to go to try prussian beer beer is no good in winter unless warmed remarked pan michael then give us wine or goralka or mead said zagloba others also exhibited a willingness to drink therefore the lord tenant of vansoche occupied himself with that business and soon a number of decanters were on the table hearts were glad at this sight and the knights began to drink to one another raising their goblets each time for a new health destruction to the swedes May they not skin our bread very long, said Zagloba. Let them devour their pine cones in Sweden. To the health of the royal grace and the queen, said Pan Yan. And to loyal men, said Volodyovski. Then to our own healths, to the health of uncle, thundered Kowalski. God reward into your hands and empty though your lips to the bottom zagloba is not yet entirely old worthy gentlemen may we smoke this badger out of his hole with all haste and move then to Chanstohova to chenstochowa shouted kovalski to the rescue of the most holy lady to chenstochowa cried all to defend the treasures of yasnagora from the pagans added genzian who pretend that they believe in the lord jesus wishing to hide their wickedness but in fact they only howl at the moon like dogs and in this is all their religion and such as these raise their hands against the splendors of yasnagora you have touched the spot in speaking of their faith said volodyovski to zagloba for i myself have heard how they howl at the moon they said afterward that they were singing lutheran psalms but it is certain that the dogs sing such psalms how is that asked kovalski are there such people among them there is no other kind answered zagloba with deep conviction and is their king no better their king is the worst of all he began this war of purpose to blasphemy the true faith in the churches here Kowalski, who had drunk much rose and said if that is true then as sure as you are looking at me and as i am kovalski I'll spring straight at the Swedish king in the first battle, and though he stood in the densest throng, that is nothing, my death or his. I'll reach him with my lance. Hold me full, gentlemen, if I do not. When he had said this, he clenched his fist and was going to thunder on the table. He would have smashed the glasses and decanters and broken the table. But Zagloba caught him hastily by the arm and said, Sit down, Rog, and give us peace. We will not think you a fool if you do not do this. But know that we will not stop thinking you a fool until you have done it. I do not understand, though, how can you raise a lance on the king of Sweden when you are not in the Hussars? I will join the escort and be enrolled in the squadron of Prince Polubinski, and my father will help me. Father Roh? Of course. Let him help you, but break not these glasses, or I'll be the first man to break your head. Of what was I speaking, gentlemen? Ah, of Chemstohova, Luctus. Grief will devour me, if we do not come in time to save the holy place. Luctus will devour me, I tell you all. And all through that traitor, Radzivill and the philosophical reasoning of Sapieha. Say nothing against the Voevoda, he is an honorable man, said the little knight. Why cover Radzivill with two halves, when one is sufficient? Nearly ten thousand men are around this little booth of a castle, the best cavalry and infantry. Soon they will lick the soot out of all the chimneys in this region. For what was on the hearts, they have eaten already. It is not for us to argue over the reasons of superiors, but to obey. It is not for you to argue, Pan Michael, but for me half of the troops who abandoned radzivill chose me as a leader and i would have driven karl gustav beyond the tenth boundary ere now but for that lackless modesty which commanded me to place the baton in the hands of sapieha let him put an end to his delay lest i take back what i gave you are only so daring after drink said volodyovski do you say that well, you will see this very day, I will go among the squadrons and call out, "Gracious gentlemen, whoso chooses, come with me to chanstohova It is not for you to wear out your elbows and knives against the mortar of Tikotsin. I beg you to come with me. Whoso made me commander, whoso gave me power. Whoso had confidence that I would do what was useful for the country and the faith, let him stand at my side. It is a beautiful thing to punish traitors, but a hundred times more beautiful to save the Holy Lady, our mother and the patroness of this kingdom, from oppression and the yoke of the heretic. Here Zagloba from whose forelock the steam had for some time been rising started up from his place sprang to a bench and began to shout as if he were before an assembly worthy gentlemen whoso is a catholic whoso is a pole whoso has pity on the most holy lady let him follow me to the relief of chenstochowa i go shouted Rokovalsky. Zagloba looked for a while on those present, and seeing astonishment and silent faces, he came down from the bench and said, I'll teach Sapieha reason. I am a rascal if by tomorrow I do not take half of the army from Tikotsin and lead it to Chensdokhova. For God's sake, restrain yourself, father said pan yan i am a rascal i tell you repeated zagloba they were frightened lest he should carry out his threat for he was able to do so in many squadrons there was murmuring at the delay in men really gnashed their teeth thinking of chenstohova it was enough to cast a spark on that powder and what if a man so stubborn of such immense knightly importance as Zagloba should cast it. To begin with, the greater part of Sapieha's army was composed of new recruits, and therefore of men unused to discipline, and ready for action on their own account, and they would have gone as one man, without doubt, after Zagloba to chenstohova therefore both shetuskis were frightened at this undertaking and volodyovski cried barely has a small army been formed by the greatest labor of the voevoda barely is there little power for the defense of the commonwealth and you wish with disorder to break up the squadrons bring them to disobedience radzivill would pay much for such counsel for it is water to his mill is it not shame for you to speak of such a deed? I am a scoundrel if I don't do it, said Zagloba. Uncle will do it, said Kowalski. Silence, you horse skull, roared out Pan Michael. Pan Rowe stared, shut his mouth, and straightened himself at once. Then Volodyovski turned to Zagloba, and I am a scoundrel, If one man of my squadrons goes with you, you wish to ruin the army, and I tell you that I will fall first upon your volunteers. O pagan, faithless Turk, said Zagloba, how is that? You would attack Knights of the Most Holy Lady? Are you ready? Well, I know you. Do you think, gentlemen, that it is a question with him of an army were discipline, no he sniffs pana billevich behind the walls of tikotsin for a private question for your own wishes you would not hesitate to desert the best cause you would be glad to flutter around a maiden to stand on one foot then the other and display yourself but nothing will come of this my head for it that better than you are running after her, even that same Kmeta, for even he is no worse than you. Volodyovsky looked at those present, taking them to witness what injustice was done to him, then he frowned. They thought he would burst out in anger, but because he had been drinking, he fell all at once into tenderness. This is my reward, said he. From the years of a stripling I have served the country. I have not put the saber out of my hand. I have neither cottage, wife, nor children. My head is as lone as a lance-point. The most honorable think of themselves, but I have no rewards, save ones in the flesh. Nay, I am accused of selfishness, almost held a traitor tears began to drop on his yellow moustache zagloba softened in a moment and throwing open his arms cried pan michael i have done you cruel injustice i should be given to the hangman for having belittled such a tried friend then falling into mutual embraces they began to kiss each other they drank more to good understanding And when sorrow had gone considerably out of his heart, Volodyovsky said, But you will not ruin the army, bring disobedience, and give an evil example? I will not, Pan Michael. I will not for your sake. God grant us to take Tikotsin. Whose affair is it, what I seek behind the walls of the fortress? Why should any man jeer at me? Struck by that question... Zagloba began to put the ends of his moustache in his mouth and gnaw them. At last he said, Pan Michael, I love you as the apple of my eye, but drive that Pana Billevich out of your head. Why? asked Pan Michael with astonishment. She is beautiful, a sentior. I agree, answered Zagloba. But she is distinguished in person, and there is no proportion whatever between you. You might sit on her shoulder like a canary bird and peck sugar out of her mouth. She might carry you like a falcon on her glove and let you off against every enemy. For though you are little, you are venomous like a hornet. Well, have you begun? asked Volodyovsky if i have begun then let me finish there is one woman as if created for you and she is precisely that colonel what is her name that one whom Podbipienta was to marry anusha borzobogati cried pan yan she is indeed an old love of michael's a regular grain of buckwheat but a pretty little rogue Just like a doll, said Zagloba, smacking his lips. Volodyovsky began to sigh and to repeat time after time what he always repeated when mention was made of Anusha. What is happening to the poor girl? Oh, if she could only be found. You would not let her out of your hands, for, God bless me, I have not seen in my life any man so given to falling in love you'd have been born a rooster, scratch the sweepings in a houseyard and cry, co co co, at the top knots. Anusha, Anusha, repeated Pan Michael, if God would send her to me, but perhaps she is not in the world, or perhaps she is married. How could she be? She was a green turnip when I saw her, and afterward even if she ripened she may still be in the maiden state after such a man as Podbi pienta she could not take any common fellow besides in these times of war few are thinking of marriage you did not know her well answered pan michael she was wonderfully honest but she had such a nature that she let no man pass without piercing his heart the lord god created her thus she did not miss even men of lower station for example princess griselda's physician that italian who was desperately in love with her maybe she has married him and he has taken her beyond the sea don't talk such nonsense michael cried zagloba with indignation a doctor a doctor that the daughter of a noble and honorable blood should marry a man of such low estate? I have already said that that is impossible. I was angry with her myself, for I thought, this is without limit. Soon she will be turning the heads of attorneys. I prophesy that you will see her yet, said Zagloba. Further conversation was interrupted, by the entrance of Pan Tokarzevich, who had served formerly with Radzivil, but after the treason of the Hetman left him, in company with others, and was now standard bearer in Oskierko's regiment. Colonel, said he to volodyovski we are to explode a petard. Is Pan Oskierko ready? He was ready at midday. And he's not willing to wait, for the night promises to be dark. That is well. We will go to sea. I will order the men to be ready with muskets, so that the besieged may not make a sortie. Will Panos himself explode Petard? He will, in his own person. A crowd of volunteers go with him. And I will go, said Volodyovsky and we cried pan yan and pan stanislav oh tis a pity that old eyes cannot see in the dark said zagloba for a surety i should not let you go alone but what is to be done when dusk comes i cannot draw my sword in the daytime in the daytime in the sunlight then the old man likes to move to the field give me the strongest of the swedes if at midday but i will go said after some thought the tenant of vansoche when they blow up the gate the troops will spring to the storm in a crowd and in the castle there may be great wealth in plate and in jewels all went out for it was now growing dark in the quarters zagloba alone remained he listened for a while to the snow squeaking under the steps of departing men then began to raise one after another the decanters and look through them at the light burning in the chimney to see if there was something yet in any of them the others marched toward the castle in darkness and wind which rose from the north and blew with increasing force, howling, storming, bringing with it clouds of snow-broken fine. A good night to explode a petard, said Volodyovsky. But also for a sortie, answered Pan Yan. We must keep a watchful eye and ready muskets. God grant, said Panto Karzevich that at Częstochowa there is still a greater storm. It is always warmer for our men behind the walls. But may the Swedes freeze there on guard. May they freeze. A terrible night, said Pan Stanislav. Do you hear, gentlemen, how it howls, as if Tartars were rushing through the air to attack? or as if devils were singing a requiem for radzivill said Volodyovsky. end of chapter 14 recording by mike botes